back with another episode of the bit by bit podcast another entry in the biterian collection this time with the 1999 classic the wood here with my guest host who i mean is on all the time at this point (laughs) my good friend brandon how's it going man it's going good man i feel good because we're talking about one of my favorite movies so i'm really excited to be here so we both had a chance to watch this um, with some thoughts, with some thoughts on it. The Wood, I mean, I feel like everybody has, if you haven't seen The Wood, here, let me read the synopsis. Let me just go back and read the synopsis of it. This is what IMDb has. While dealing with a friend's cold feet on his wedding day, a writer reminisces about his youth with his best friends. Um, before I get into your opinions on it, I'll just say, I didn't know that... Um, Omar Epps, who plays Mike, the main protagonist, I guess I didn't know he was a writer until I guess watching it now. I had no clue this man was a writer in this movie until they said it. Uh, I guess his mom was like, hey, you're a writer. Um, really? Are you serious? Yeah, that is actually interesting. They never address, you never see him writing anything in his youth or like in his yeah, that's that's interesting. Like, he didn't pick up a pen, a pad. He didn't do nothing as a writer. Book deal, script deal, nothing. Just like, oh, I'm a writer. Okay, sure. But, you know, whether I knew that or not, still doesn't negate how good this movie is. Um, so what's some thoughts about it? Uh, how do you feel about this movie, The Wood? I mean, where do I even start? I mean, overall, first off, it's like usually with these type of movies that we review, we like watch them again, like mm-hmm. them and then watch them. But honestly, I didn't even need to rewatch this movie because like when I think about movies that I like rewatch a lot, The Wood is up there for me because, you know, I grew up in that generation where these 90s movies was coming out on BET or TBS or TNT and like being played on repeat and so the wood was always one of those movies that every time it was on no matter what point in the movie it was on i was watching it because it just was really the first time i yeah it's i know people say this but it really was like the first time i've genuinely seen myself represented on the big screen and like i've always been a fan one of my favorite movie genres is coming of age stories Mm -hmm. and so it was really cool to see like a black coming of age story and just seeing three friends like hanging out and then getting into some hijinks in the hood. And it's like, it was, it hit very close to home for me, you know, just having those three friends, having those friends in your life that's going to like joke on you, but they, you know, they got your back in the end. Like mm-hmm. it's very, it's a very relatable story for me. And so ever since I watched it, back when I was a teenager up to this day, like I watch it almost honestly, if I had to be real, I probably watch this movie like, like probably twice a year. Mm, wow. 
Because I don't know. It's just like the wood is just always there. Like when it was on HBO Max, as soon as I saw it was on the Just Added page, I'm like, I'm just going to watch it. Yeah. Just because it's here, you know? like kind of just takes you back, one of those type of movies. It really does. And the crazy part is, is like not only does it do that, but it kind of low-key kind of holds up still. Like just the camaraderie between the men. And we're going to get into it, but it's just like, it's interesting that Tay-Day's character is all like, oh, I don't know if I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to marry her or not. I don't know if it's going to work. And then when I find out that it's like Lisa Ray, I was like, you run away from her? Really? Like, <laughs> listen, I know your first love was bad. Like, you know, Tawny was bad too, but I'm like, bro, it's Lisa Ray McCoy. Like, we not going to act like she just know anybody. Like, bro, you getting cold feet over her? You should have been... <laughs> Should have been left if that was the case. What's interesting about it is the you mentioned something that I thought was pretty pivotal. Um, this is a coming of age film, and you know it's a black coming of age film, or it's a coming of age film that centers around black youth. I should say that. And what struck me about it that I didn't realize growing up with it. I mean, I've seen this movie almost my whole life. Um. I did not notice this movie takes place in the 80s, like what it starts off in 1986. And then, you know, it transitions to 1989, I think like 92 at one point, And then like, I guess, 98, 99. But they, you know, in other films, they more so would take like the crack epidemic, then then the bloods and the crips, and then this and then that. And, you know, they really harp on it. And those are like really strong points to make you like, wow, this is tough. This is, you know what I mean? Like these are really serious issues, but this movie really kind of shows you like, Hey, there's other things going on and it doesn't have to be like as serious. Like there's good days. Like, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Where it's just like, not everything has to be a struggle 24 seven. Absolutely. That's like, that's a big reason as to why I love this movie so much because like, yeah, like in a movie that takes place in the hood and black people are the predominant characters. Like, yeah, like not every movie, like th- during that time, you know, you had South Central and Manchester Society where like, you know, themes on gang relations and stuff were very prominent. But like, as you mentioned, and it's true, I'm like, I feel like the reason, one of the big reasons personally why this movie hits me is like, yeah, I grew up in the hood, but like, I wasn't being super affiliated with like gang activity. I was just like, and I just remember like they talked about going to the corner store, hanging out at like one spot in the hood where you get food at and just hang out with your friends and talk ish. And like, you know, it's those, I'm just, I appreciate this is like, yeah, this is a movie that takes place in the hood, but it's not showcasing like, the struggles and the brutalities of like struggling in the hood. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, literally Mike's character, like his mom, we don't know what his mom does exactly, but his mom seems to be like pretty well off and he's like in middle class and like, you know, he's not like, they're like, oh, we don't know what to eat tonight. And I guess you're going to have to eat takeout again. Like they're not showcasing like the struggles of the black, of black people is not the focus. It's literally just, it, that's why I'm just like, we've talked about this a lot off camera, but like, yeah, it's nice when I see black films that also can just 
not be I just I applaud and admire films that like yeah you can have black characters and it can take place in the hood but like but you don't have to focus on the quote unquote the bad stuff because like I said as I relate strongly I'm like I grew up in the hood but like I turned out pretty well okay like you know it's still a part of my experience and so it was nice that's why I say again full circle like watching the wood over and over again it's like they, it's just this was a lightning in the bottle kind of film. I'm just like, yes, everything about this just it's about just three friends growing up, just figuring out just how to just grow up and like talk to girls and like those are the stakes. Like and like what and on any other movie ran by any other people, it's like, oh, you got three friends in the hood and they gotta we gotta showcase their struggles and their tensions and drama. It would have went completely the same way. Yeah, you're saying it. It would have been Mike doesn't have a father. His little brother wants to be a gang member. His mom is working nine to five, two jobs, and she's a single mother on drugs. His friends are gang bangers. What are they gonna do? Cause they now have him selling drugs in the eighties. It wouldn't have been a good time at all. And what would have happened? It probably would have been a box box office hit to an extent. And the studios would have been, uh, you know, this is a whole different conversation. But this film works because it's relatable to so many people who have seen it. And, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, you really love it. When I mentioned like, hey, we should watch The Wood. I think you, had, I, I was just pitching it and you were like, yeah, let's watch The Wood. <laughs> You like instantly jumped on it. You're like, yeah, let's watch the wood. Because seriously, like when I say the wood is one of my favorite movies of all time, I'm not exaggerating. This is why I say like, I probably, that's why I say like, I usually do watch the wood probably twice a year because, because it's just always been there. Whether like I was at a hotel somewhere or was on streaming, like if the wood is around my vicinity, I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm watching. Cause it's just like, it is always on. Between Mike and Michael and Dope, I'm just like, between the both of them, like, this is me. You could watch either when I tell people, like, oh, what was your childhood like? Either watch Dope or The Wood, because that's my experience. A Black kid that was very smart, creative, intelligent, that grew up in the hood with a lot of crazy hijinks. But, you know, I, you know, I had a safe childhood. I had a my mom and my parents were active in my life and, you know, went to an after school program when I wasn't in school and hanging out with friends. And, you know, it was, yeah. you know, things were going down. There was incidents, you know, there were shootouts and drama and blood and like gang stuff happening, but that wasn't like, that didn't like stop my whole world from being like, Oh, I'm in the hood and I'm sad. Like, yeah, I tell people I grew up in the hood, but it's like, everyone's perception of the hood is different. And this is why I go back again. Like, I love that this is a movie that takes place in the hood technically, but it's not about that. And I'm like, when I first saw it and I still say to this day, I'm like, man, we need to make more movies where like, yeah, there's some people that live in bad neighborhoods or live in the hood and they, they're not doing gang affiliated stuff. They're just hanging out with their friends, probably making music and making art and, talking about things that interest them and like trying to talk, trying to just how to figure out how to talk to the girl. Like, I don't know. Again, it's just when I, if I describe this movie to me, it's just relatability. 
What do you think about um, his friends, Roland and Slim? Like the characters, I should don't worry in depth about that, but the characters of Roland and Slim and helping them out of just various things and being a close-knit friend group from probably like 15 all the way until they're almost in their 30s, late 20s into their 30s. I mean, it's honestly like, it's honestly beautiful because first off, it's just funny how like when you see young Roland and young Slim in there, like they're kind of like, they're not even his friends at first. They're just kind of like teasing him and making fun of him. Yeah. Like I can relate to that because that's usually how like some people, some of my friendships kind of started. Like I know some like, were they really your friends that they bullied you? But it's like, they didn't know you at first, but then you like kind of do a couple things like, you know, to make it a little personal, like I was, I was the theater kid growing up. And so like, I was always called like, Oh, you the artsy person, you a bit extra and oh, it's too much. But then like, I remember doing a play and like, as soon as I did this play, like everyone was like, Oh, you cool. I want to hang out with him. And it's like, you know, so yeah, people like your friends are not usually not going to say, oh, hey, buddy, sometimes they don't probably grill you and like, you know, make jokes. But then when they see you in your true light, they like, yeah, I like him. I'm going to hang around with him. And it's also another element is positive. It's like, you know, you know, and it's true. Like, honestly, there are very few people in your life that like, you know them when you're adolescents. But when you get like older in your 20s and 30s, you kind of like, unless y'all are, like, really, really close, like, you kind of disband after that, you know? I'm not really close with a lot of my friends that I was in high school. Not because yeah. it was intentional, but, like, we literally just grew apart, both literally and literally. So, like, you know, when I see this movie, and I love the image at the end, it's, like, it's about this friendship between these three, these three men and to see, like, like they went through, they went through a lot together. That's why, like, I like that it ends with like a screen, like a. It stops with just seeing the three of them. It's not about, you know, it's not about Roland and Lisa. Like they're the subplot, but this story is about how these three guys were really there for each other through thick and thin, and literally through a pivotal moment in their life. You know, being at Roland's wedding, like they're all there for each other. Mm-hmm very positive thing even if that means throwing up in the car like it's just there's so many they put you through so many scenarios where it's like y'all should not even be this close but the fact that y'all like y'all been shot at almost arrested thrown up in the car like y'all going through a lot of things and the fact they're like yeah bro, you still my bro we're gonna take care of it i'm like their relationship is just it's it's actually low-key inspirational like low-key that's why like you know it's not in the same vein but in an extent it is like that's how I kind of see you and me. It's like, yeah, we've known each other since college. And the fact that, like, we've chosen to actively, we could have easily, like, dissipated and, like, you know, you went your way and I went mine. But we both have actively chosen to stay involved in each other's lives. And so that's a rare thing to find. So it's really cool to see a movie that showcases, like, a friendship that goes through a long time because it, it does. And we don't see that enough. Uh, that's a good point. Sometimes I think, and this is a off, uh, I guess off topic thing. The best way to describe, I guess, our friendship to start it off would be the first season, first episode of Wu Tang. Uh, mm. If I was Ray, you were Ghost. 
Uh, I, was, I was gunning for you with the Tech Nine, <laughs> and then uh, we came together. <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh wait, this dude's pretty cool. Actually, he ain't too bad." <laughs> <laughs> like, actually, let me hear this dude out. <laughs> hey, I mean, it be like that though, you know. Like, you know, when they met in the beginning, like it was misunderstanding, but like you had a yeah. like, okay, I want to listen to what they have to say, and so. And that's how it was. Like, yeah, the first they they were kind of clowning him in the beginning, but they were like, "Yeah, this cat's cool." Like, all right, we gonna hang out with him more, and they'll make fun of him here and there. But I feel like also we do it too. Like, your best friends roast you, man. I feel yeah. like your friendship ain't real. Just any relationship in general. I feel like if you don't have an area in your relationship where y'all roast each other and grill each other, the relationship ain't healthy. I'm sorry, like. Because I've roasted you plenty of times. And then I've roasted you, and then I've roasted you. And then next thing you know, you roast me, and then I'm like, all right, I'll shut up. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it, it's been like that f- for plenty of years. I, I've roasted you, and I've roasted you. And then next thing you know, you say something, and I'm like, all right, yeah, this one kind of hit home. But <laughs> I, 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 I like the friendship dynamic, dynamic of – I like the friendship dynamic of this movie because, like you said – it's one of those things where they weren't intentionally trying to be his friend. They were just like, oh, we stumble upon this guy and we're just like, who is he? You're just a new kid. Answer this question for us. Oh, okay, you're that Southern kid. Uh, We'll help you out. And before you know it, you're pretty cool. This and that. And before you know it, it builds this friendship that goes on. One of the scenes that I really... uh. I guess I didn't really like it at first was I, or I was, let me rewind that one of the scenes that as a kid I didn't understand was the hey grab Alicia's butt scene uh, I don't even yeah. know if I like didn't even notice it as a kid and it was just like more so he didn't want to do it and his friends talked him into it like the peer pressure of it so he gets talked into it he goes and grabs her butt and then she like punches him and she's like i'm gonna get my brother to beat you up but it's just the fact of was it beforehand that they asked my hey yeah it was like during the friendship thing or getting to know him like hey are you blood or you cuz and you know this is kind of like at the height of bloods and crips like becoming a thing and he's like what (laughs) in the south we don't have bloods and crips and she like beats him up, has her brother go, and you know I'm telling everybody like the movie, but the point I'm getting at is he goes through this vicious beating from her brother Stacy, and to get this beating, Stacy's like, yeah, you got heart because you went through it, and she even goes and like, dang, Stacy just whooped you and you punched them back, like, wow. Yeah. But the fact of the matter being, later on. They're getting robbed at this convenience store, and uh, or before that, he goes in there with that blue hat on, and they're like, "Hey, man, yeah, take that off. This is blood territory." He, I don't care. It's a North Carolina hat. It's blue, and they're like, "Nah, fam." But something like that, and like you know, to piggyback off of your comment, something like that in a film, in any other film, they would have made it so much of like horrific. He would have gotten shot. It would have been traumatic. I can hear the the music playing, the smoke somehow and came in. He would have the shotgun shells, the pellet. He uh but in this one, they're like, hey man, you gotta take the hat off. This is crypt or this is blood territory. And he's seen they, hey, what's up, blood? Hat instantly comes off. 
is mm-hmm. more so played not just in comedic form, but it's played in realistic comedic form of how like reality plays into effect. Not everything has to be traumatic for black traumatizing. You know what I mean? So that's what makes this movie so great where you have, and the point I was getting at is at the beginning of this, they, you have friendship peer pressure that leads into this where he gets his butt kicked by her brother. Then he finds out her brother is a blood, but it leads into a fight. Any other film, her brother would have came to the school and shot him. Yep. That, that does not need to happen in this film where, you know, it's just a one-on-one fight. That is reality. One-on-one fighting. And is it also reality that people be pulling up and shooting each other? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, yeah. Let me not get that wrong. That definitely happens too. True. But as you mentioned, and it's a good point, It's this is not the kind of movie where it needs that. If that would have mm-hmm. happened, it would the tone of the movie would have been so different. Like, whoa, okay. Yeah. So the fact that they led it to just being a fight, I'm like, that's true. That's real true. Like, I don't, I don't mind talking about it, but like, I, that's another moment I related to because when I had bully situations, there was a one time where like I defended myself and I was getting beat up and I got one good swing on a dude, but it didn't end with me winning. He, I got one good hit in. They were like, oh man, you got him. But he came back, looked back at me, and he demolished me. And I'm like, man. You know, I made it out, obviously, but yeah, yeah. I re- this when he swung back, I'm like, yeah, you gonna get you, yeah, you got heart, you got heart, but you gonna get knocked down. Like, like another, uh, I guess, somewhat coming of age film said, you win some, you lose some, but you uh-huh. win to see another day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good point. I, I did. <laughs> I sure lost, but I lived to see another day, so I did technically win if you don't use that metaphor. But yeah, man, it's it's really good in that in that sense too. Again, like this movie just has a really balanced. It's just a very comforting tone. Like, oh, like this is a movie that takes place in the hood. I should be on intense. Not at all. This whole movie, I'm relaxed. I'm calm. Like. You know, and it was also cool too because I'm also from the South, and so like all these raised, I was raised in the South, but it was interesting to learn about like you know LA culture through this movie and learning about Crips and blood cultures. I didn't know nothing about that either, so I'm like, oh, I guess that's a thing in Los Angeles. So that was kind of informative. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, also that was all like the whole scene with them grabbing button. Like, yeah, like that was kind of dares. I'm like, those really exist where it's like. Yeah, and, your butt, bro. Like, and look dude. at the repercussions. You go and grab someone's butt. She's gonna punch you. Uh, you're gonna get beat up not only by her, by her older brother, and you're gonna get beat up by probably both of them. Like you can't just go around grabbing people's butt. <laughs> that, that's not allowed. That's inappropriate. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like the moral point of. That it was crazy that you know you went back to that because I was just reading in a note while you're saying that it says in a recent visit to USC, um, the director revealed that Paramount executives this is like an old um note, so I would assume this is back in the 90s, if not 2000, uh, revealed that Paramount executives wanted the character of Mike to Mike to pinch Alicia's butt 
at the end scene for laughs. Needless to say, the director balked at this and never shot this. The opening steady cam shot took almost an, a day to shoot. So just oh. for laughs, they wanted the pinching of the butt again. And it's like interesting. Very interesting stuff of who is making decisions behind our films. I want to know, um, and it ties in to, you know, because I wrote a piece that started this whole podcast. Um, who decides, like, the quote-unquote hood films? Because I feel like this movie should be bigger if it's not bigger. Um, do you feel like The Wood is a hood film? What qualifies it to be a hood film? I would say this, because actually I've had a similar conversation like this. This is what I say when it comes to the wood. I say yes, technically, because when you say, like, what is a hood movie? When, if you're going to be all professional about it, a hood movie is a film that takes place in a ghetto or a bourbon area. Mm -hmm. And so technically, if it involves, like, when people say, oh, it's Eight Mile a Hood movie. Yes, it is. Because it takes place in an area of Detroit that is considered the hood. Because again, every hood is different, but there's commonalities that would identify it as the hood. So technically, so on the one hand, yes, the wood is technically a hood film. But where I add, and this is something people don't think about, and I've added to this, but it's like, this this is a hood movie, but this is a subgenre in hood movies. Please explain. Because, because the pro, it's a pro and con. The thing with hood movies is because there's a lot of them, there is kind of like they don't have like a particular they all have a particular style and formula. Like, like for example, when you think about movies, when you say hood movie, when people think about hood movies, I think about literally the, the hood movie to end all hood movies, Boys in the Hood, Menace to Society, you know, um, South Central. Yeah. When you think about the paid in full, like, these are movies that have, like, story structure-wise, they're kind of the same movie. Yeah. It's certain things are, like, switched around for, like, different effect, but they all kind of play out. Whereas, again, it's a hood movie but it's a hood coming of age movie. And that's where the subgenre is. Most when you think of hood movies, they're either action, they're either action movies or gangster movies, but or gangster movies that just so happen to include action and or drama. And that's kind of it as far as where there's no like there's there's hood movies. This is where I say the subcategory where it's like. The Wood is a is a hood coming of age movie, whereas Don't Be a Menace is a hood comedy film. You know, like like the Friday films are hood movies because they take place in the hood. Well, at least you know in parts. You know, because they later on they they go all different places. But we're not talking about those movies. That's a whole mm -hmm. other. But again, that's a sub like. When I think of like when they talk about like the third Friday, the last Friday they did, that's a comedy. That's a hood yeah. comedy. Whereas The Wood is a hood coming of age movie. Yeah. So when we talk about hood films, when we talk about hood movies, 
we need to also talk about what genres they represent. Because, yes, hood movies can be considered a genre, but honestly, we're not, yeah, we don't think about the subgenres that take place. Like, I don't, it's weird. It's, I'm not trying to be deep about it, but like, <laughs> I know, I know, I just threw you for a complete loop. And you did, you know, you didn't because it's, it's stuff I'll be thinking, it's, I'll be thinking about stuff like this. And I'm glad we're, we're in a platform to actually talk about it because I know okay. the thing. It's like, maybe this can wake somebody up and like, they all like, oh yeah, I didn't think about it that way. But like, seriously, hood films are, I mean, it's also the issue like hood films, because we have hood movies, it's like we already put them all in one thing. If it takes yeah. place in a that's it. That makes it a hood movie. No, it doesn't. Because technically, as I went back before, like, it's this the, this movie in particular, it takes place in the hood, but it's not about the hood. Mm. It's not about the things that you associate the hood about. It's not about gang violence. It's not about gangster mentality. It's not about getting your money. It's not about treating women poorly. It's not about you know, food stamp. Like, it's none of those things that you associate the hood with is in this movie. There are elements, they acknowledge it, but that's not what it's about. The honest, okay. Weirdly enough, okay, I'm, I'm talking, guys, I'm actually talking this out and figuring out at the same time, but... He's crossing his honest, arms. He's got his hand honest, on his... Okay, the way I think about it, it's still a hood. The wood is still technically a hood movie. But to be honest, I feel like it's not. I honestly, the feel wood like it's not. is a coming of age movie with the hood as its environment. I'm gonna disagree with you though, bro. Why? I feel as if, and this is—I know you might disagree. I know you might disagree, but I feel as if there's a stigma where if it has five people on the cover of it and ten people. In the background, in the neighborhood, these films, I'm not saying you were doing it, but I'm saying as a collective, whoever, whomever, decides, and they're like, hmm, this is a hood film. But what makes these films hood films? We barely even seen the neighborhood of this movie. We didn't see trash on the ground. We didn't see low income. You got to keep in mind, earlier in the episode, you said it, it seemed like they were well off. His mom might have been middle class. Right. He didn't come... I don't know if he came from the hood. He could have came from the the middle class section of, you know, this quote-unquote hood. Like, I don't really know. Now, 8 Mile, that's... I agree, that is a hood film. That man was struggling. <laughs> struggling. <laughs> That is a hood film, but to some people, they might actually not consider it a hood film. We know why. But uh -huh. The Wood, I don't feel like that's a hood film. I feel as if it's just a movie with three black men as the center, and it's just a coming-of-age, somewhat romance movie comedy. Yeah. Not even romance, just comedy, coming-of-age comedy. But I'm going to tell you right now, as I know this, when it takes place in Inglewood, California. Okay. And a lot of people, I'm not even from there, but as someone who consumes a lot of West Coast media, I've been told very much that, like, 
Inglewood, most people would consider Inglewood and Compton as hoods. And so that's why I still kind of stand by, like, again, will I say the, the elements that would make a hood movie prominent in, in this film? No. But it technically takes place in an area that's considered the hood. But you tell me they don't probably have a nice street, a nice neighborhood in that? They, they probably do. But that's still, again, we can't, we can't just negate because of a few opinions. If a vast majority of people agree that Inglewood, California is a hood, then it's a hood movie. Let me look this up. People are hearing it live, right? Well, it's not live, but let me look it up. Hood films. Because when you think about it, when you look at those, who are the two cities that most people think about? Compton and Inglewood. All right, hood films. I mean, it's poorly to even look this up because obviously they. Wow, when you type into Google hood films, what are the top searches? Hood films, right under that drug hood films, right under that black gangster movies, comedy mm-hmm. hood films, new hood movies, hood classic movies, underground hood movies, top 10 hood movies, best hood movies. What do people be searching? I mean, but right there just answers your question. Like, I feel like the hood, even though it's technically a genre, it's a fuck messed up genre because like you're it's already putting it in a box. Like there's already things associated with hood movies. And as we're trying to figure out and talk about, it's like what classifies a hood movie? So honestly, I actually do kind of agree. Like if we're going to focus on like the elements that make a quote-unquote quintessential hood movie, then yes, the wood would not technically count. It would not... I agree. I would say the wood aesthetically doesn't count as a hood movie, but it's a coming-of-age movie that takes place in the hood. That's how I say I was by that. That I'll agree with. I'll agree with you on that one. Thank you. Uh, We're agreeing to the listeners out there. We agree with it. Um, if that's the case, I don't even know. Beverly Hillbillies are a hood TV show. Like I, I don't know. I just don't like when you get like five black people in the same vicinity of something, and they're like, "Oh, well, they're in the hood." Um, how? Right. <laughs> how? Why is it us? Why do we have to have a hood? Like, how? They could have money. I just don't get it. But to keep it on track of the wood, I. I feel like one of the weirdest scenes might have been, and I understand the perspective of it, might have been Stacy in that car scene. He was, hey, you like my sister, right? And he, yeah. Uh. Yeah, she like that Luther Vandross song. You know she cute and pretty. Uh, yeah, she's smart too. Um, all right, dog, that's a little bit too much advice. Like, let me out of here, blood. Like I get the advice, just let me out. Like that'd be the weirdest advice. The you're getting like counseling from a gangbanger. You're like, all right, dog, but thanks. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's definitely a odd, funny scene. You know, it's like, yeah, she liked that Luther Vandross song. If this world were mine, try to get her a dance, and I'm like, it was odd, but I'm also kind of like, again, I feel because I, I kind of somewhat relate because I've been around. Hoodfellows that like 
when they've been around, I've been around, when I don't see them around me, they do act all hood and macho and stuff. But when they with me, they kind of like cool and relaxed. They all be like, yeah, man, you different, you know. I was always told all the time, like, man, you a corny, like, smart-ass nigga and shit, but you, you know, you you different. Like, I like, <laughs> like, so that's why I'm like, when I watch that scene, I'm like, I've been there. I've been around a lot of guys who carry themselves very, like, yeah, I'm from the hood and fuck all that. But when they get around me, it's like, yo, man, you smart, you cool, bro. Like, yeah. I talk to you, you don't be sound like everybody. That's why I fucks with you like that, blood. And I was like, and my my corny ass, I'm like Mike, I'm like, okay, cool, like, but I'm, you know, I was like, cool to be like, yeah, people like me, like that was enough for me. No, I get it, I get it. To deal with that, so like, you know, it was also kind of humanize. It was, it's a humanizing moment again. That's why I'm like, yeah, you think of Bloods, and it's like, oh yeah, he's dangerous, but like, you They're see people. that in the film, but to see him have this like little moment with him too. And it was also, yeah, you mentioned how awkward it was, but I'm like, he was awkward too. That's what it just shows again. Like, the per- I love that this movie addresses certain culture, like certain hood elements in the culture, but also realizes, like, yeah, these are like human beings, you know? Like, because one scene we talk about speaking, keeping it on Stacy, I love when the scene when he's trying to go find a condom. And then Stacy brings a girl in the room and the girl, like, what's going on? And like, he out here walking around with his legs and with this clothes on his ankles, like, oh, come on, baby. I was, you know, I ain't know no better. Like, it broke down. He, there's so many moments in this movie where, like, it shows, like, the dangerous part of, like, gangs and crip culture and stuff, but it also shows, like, yeah, these are human beings that are dorks and ain't got that ish together either. So, like, well, you yeah, because it's like you said, they're, they're just human beings at the end of the day. Yeah, they have this hard exterior on the outside as gang members, but to Alicia, he's just her brother who, you know, is giving her a ride after school and giving her a ride to the dance. And to all he knows is there's this kid at school that's pinched her butt. So I got to go fight this dude at the school. But on the outside, he's a gang member to the world, but to her, it's just that's my older brother. Right. Like, you know what I mean? To the cops, they're thinking, oh, that's just this kid with a jerry curl and a lowrider, red lowrider. He's a blood. But in reality, he's just a, you know, average everyday guy. He's still a person. So it's like, you know, a human, it makes him a human. So that's what make, makes it like so relatable. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I thought that scene was hilarious, though. The fact that his friend was in the car crying his eyes out. He's like, oh, man, I don't want to go to jail. And and Stacy's like, yo, the kid in the back has punk ass in the back, bro. That <laughs> it's your punk crying ass in the back, bro. This boy got more heart than you, son. Stop all that fucking crying, bro. Get in the fucking back with them, man. I was like, again, it was funny, but I'm also like, that's real, though. He did have, man, like, y'all called him a goofy, and he was dork, but like, when it came time to hold it down, he saw it and it was like, "Hey, I'm gonna make sure you're good." You see, see again, like it, it's they played it for comedic effect, but again, like the fact that like, oh, these are gangsters, but he out here crying like a little, hmm. yeah. and he like, yeah, bro, like again, it, this movie really, I'm gonna keep singing its praises in the fact of like this movie. Yes, it addresses things that take place in the hood and they show you that imagery. 
but they also flip it on its head and remind you like these are human beings like they ain't got their ears together either like yeah they crips and gangs but he crying because he's like i don't want to go to jail my mom i'm like you want to think about that when you was robbing this corner store but you know like and you were only robbing it for like knickknacks it wasn't even for money you were robbing it for like chips and tic tacs and like I don't even know blunts like you weren't actually robbing it for anything worth like something like yo what type of bandits are y'all <laughs> you trash exactly so uh, I want to ask you some final thoughts on it what do you think do you think um the wood holds up to today do you think not even that that's a two-part question do you think the wood holds up to nowadays and also, because I've heard, I think they're making like the Wood TV show. And also, do you think the Wood is, or do you think there should be a coming of age movie? Like, are there more coming of age films like this? Okay. Okay. You asked the right questions. Well, to answer the first one, yes, I do think that. I do think that the wood, the film itself still holds up to this day because I will say yes. Like there's some elements where it feels dated, you know, with definitely with the beepers and the cell phones and everything. But as far as like a story, as far as like the story moments of, of like, you know, three friends hanging around, getting into stuff. I'm like, that's what people do all the time. So yeah. on that element, I'm like, yes, it's still very much holds up and the answer to the second one yes we do need more black coming of age movies and it's funny because like basically the spiritual the spiritual sequel to the wood is dope because like True. it's the same kind of movie but just the different circumstances and like it's basically the wood just with social media involved that's the only difference and it's like one of the first films that i know of that talks about bitcoin it like yeah. before the Bitcoin boom of like 2019 and 2020. Yeah, it, it really, yeah, that was in 2015 when that movie came out. So, like, mm -hmm. yeah, they real they were ahead of the game before it was really blown up. Like, that was like at the height at the time, but even then it was like, mm -hmm. yeah, they didn't realize how serious Bitcoin is about to be. And so, that was another element. It's just like, I feel like. Even when they're them trying to do like this whole new show with like Ben Staples and stuff, which I'm fully support. The main thing is with the wood, it's a story about the friendship between three guys. And um it's a story about three guys figuring out who they are and coming and coming of age and figuring out who they are, whether it takes place in the nineties, the eighties. Or in the modern day, as long as that's at the heart of the of every every kind of iteration of the wood, then it's always going to hold up. Because, and I feel like, oh yeah, again, it's something that we need more of. We need. I mean, I've said this many times out off the podcast, but it's like, you know, I feel like the wood and dope are. Yeah, I mean, he even said he was the director. Rick was inspired by them, but like. The fact that there's multiple um, John Hughes films, I'm like, we need a black John Hughes. And I feel like Rick kind of fills that gap of like providing the type of black, providing a coming of age story 
that just so happens to feature black characters, we don't have enough of those. Yeah. So I want more of those. It doesn't even have to take place in Compton or in Inglewood. Like, I whether it be in the cities of Chicago or Atlanta, I just want to see. I mean, that's why I kind of like love shows like Atlanta, but like, there's just something about watching a group, a show where you just see black people just trying to figure it out. Like, even again, like when people would even maybe think, like, would you count Atlanta as, even though it's a series, would you consider it a hood movie? Would you consider it a hood series or a hood movie? Yes and no, because yes, like the first two seasons, it takes place in Atlanta. But once you get to season three, they're like, we're our own thing right now. Yeah. Like, so it's just the circumstances. It's just it's just nice to see. I want to see more content and more films and shows where you just see black people just figuring it out. Because I'm like, yeah, would you call House Party the new House Party a hood movie? No, not really. I'm like, it's just a fun, literally house. Like it's just a fun movie. It's a fun party movie. That's really it. Like, yeah. So, yeah, it stands the test of time. It'll continue to stand the test of time. And I know you're going to ask this. Yes, absolutely. This belongs in the Byterian collection. Are <laughs> <laughs> you going to ask, like, does it belong in the. Y- yes. Uh... yes. <laughs> this, this is more than welcome to come in. You was that last time we talked, you were like, what about all eyes on me? Like, before we even start, you know this ain't even stepping nowhere near the collection. That's a cute thought, but no, nowhere near that. But the wood, absolutely quintessential cinema, quintessential movie experience. If y'all haven't seen it, if this hopefully this episode encourages you to see it, it is it's just timeless. Like to me, regardless of whether it's hood related or not, to me, the wood is a great coming-of-age film, just point-blank period, and just overall great Black cinema. 